0: Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Pearls, a podcast for manifestation, a podcast for self-actualization, and a podcast that equips you with the tools to live your life by design and not by default. I want to take this opportunity to give thanks to the originators, the ancestors, because if it was not for them, there would be no me. I want to take this time to give thanks to all the light workers who give the ultimate sacrifice, and that's the giving of themselves. And I want to also take this time to give thanks to each and every one of you, the listeners. It's because of you why I do this. And not only for you who are listening now in the present realm, but those who will come. Eventually, seeking the knowledge, understanding, and wisdom of our ancestors. I just want to just take this moment to just give thanks for the moment. And I've been noticing a shift going on. And the shift is many individuals are starting to pull away from a lot of the common schools of thought where people have been programming or instructing individuals of how to think, how to feel, how to love. And they've been leaning to following their hearts and moving to a space of just allowing love to guide them and this is a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing because it goes in alignment with the message that I've always been sharing because it's the message that the ancestors spoke of and this is why This information is still relevant on this day as I speak. And it will be relevant many days and many moons after me. But at the end of the day, it's all about love. It's all about understanding. And it's all about being in a place where you are true to you. And you understand who you are. And as I s- stated before, you means your own universe. We are all miniature replicas of the universe. And we hold the power and we hold the key to our own happiness, our own joy, and our own destiny. We are the ones who are the captains of our ships. And if we allow our ships to just sail unguided, then we set ourselves up to be violated by pirates or individuals coming to take control of our ships and they're guided for their benefits. And also take all the treasures and the riches that's found within it and use it for themselves, versus us being able to reap the benefits of our own vessels and allowing ourselves to enjoy and reap the benefits of all the treasures that's found within. Tonight, I got a real, real good one for you. And I'm so excited about this lecture. You know, that I really hope that at some point in time, it clicks for my people. And if, just if, we can get this concept, I really feel that many of us will have a greater existence on this physical plane. But tonight, I want to talk to you about Peter... James and John. Peter, James, and John. That's right, we're talking about Peter, James, and John. And I really feel like many individuals, this concept goes over their head. They don't even really truly understand what's being said when. These three are mentioned, especially when these three are mentioned in tandem. And many of the people who come from a background of uh, Christianity and the church and um, that school of thought, they've heard stories of how Jesus constantly went away to be alone And then at points in time, sometimes Jesus retreated and he took Peter, James, and John with him. And He had 12 other disciples. He had 12 disciples, including Peter, James, and John. But many times, Peter, James, and John was his three disciples of choice who he would take. And many have called this his inner circle. And... this is something to be beheld and to be whole because when you realize just what the significance of Peter, James and John was you'll understand why Peter, James and John were the ones that Jesus or the Christ chose to escape with and when we're done with this lecture on tonight I just hope that you will take time to learn a little bit more about Peter James and John but before we get started with tonight's message you know I just wanted to touch on a few other things and one of the things that I really wanted to touch on Was that we really need to understand And understand that our minds is so powerful And that our minds are the things that control everything It's your mind Your mind is all powerful Your mind has so much power And I've said this before. It was a quote once. They said the most powerful weapon an oppressor can ever possess is the mind of the oppressed. The most powerful weapon that a oppressor can ever possess is the mind of the oppressed. And... I just want to say that this is at play right now and this is the thing that's really been detrimental to many and I see it more and more on a larger scale and this is why I continue to focus on the science of the mind and I want to teach my people how to utilize the power of the mind and to help them to free their mind because truly indeed if you free your mind The rest will follow. If you free your mind, the rest will follow. And we have to learn how to not only take possession of our own mind, but to utilize the powers of our mind. And I'm going to continue to teach this information because this is the information that will Liberate the people and this is the information that will truly set you free So I'm going to take a very, very short break And when I come back, we're going to dive into tonight's episode Peter, James and John on No Pork and All Pearls And we're back To no pork and all pearls And tonight we're talking about Peter, James and John And to kick off the episode tonight I want to take time to read a quick verse of scripture And that verse of scripture comes from Matthews chapter 17 And we're only going to read two verses going to make it really simple. We're going to reverse one. We're going to reverse two. Very simple. Not much scripture reading tonight. So it reads as follows. And it says, And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, John being the brother of James, and bringeth them up into an higher mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. Now, Some key things here in this verse. It's very key things to make note of. Uh, one of the things that you always want to take heed is you want to look at um, the numbers that the numbers that's involved. And it says after six days. After six days. So, you know, remember, days are Degrees. Six is a sacred number. Six is a sacred number. And then, not only do we have to recognize that six days was involved, but also he took Peter, and then it says James and John, And it specified that James and John were brothers. So he took Peter and then the two brothers, which were James and John. So that's something to be recognized. And then not only that, he took them up to a high mountain. He took them up into a high mountain. So when you see that being taken up into a high mountain, you have to understand that high mountain is a higher level of consciousness. Um, it's also into the mind, up into the mind. It's talking about the mind. And then, another thing, it talks about he was transfigured. He was transfigured. Now, what I want to do to start this whole thing off, first and foremost, is let's look and see what the concept of transfiguration is. What, What is transfigured? What does that mean? What is transfiguration? So I'm going to be using The metaphysical Bible dictionary By Charles Fillmore We're going to use that And we're going to see What the definition of transfiguration is So Looking into The metaphysical dictionary It says that transfigured transfiguration transfiguration is a supernatural change of appearance that takes place as one experiences the full flow of divine power through his being. when I say his that can also be referenced to her, so I would say. To an individual's being a lifting up of the soul that electrifies the body, causing it to shine. An example held before every follower of the Christ of the glory it is possible to experience through habitual. Uplift of life and thought. Now, nah, that line right there was very key. Through habitual uplift of life and thought. So, when we're looking at transfigurations, it's talking about. a reflection of your life and it also appeals to what's happening within your mind, which is your thought or the creation of that thought. So it's basically like when your mind is in harmony with your life, like everything goes into Balance Everything goes into harmony And it's like the light within reflects the light without So your life on the outside begins to look like your life on the inside And it happens when you go into your mind And you uplift your thoughts To a higher level of consciousness This creates the transfiguration So We see the transfiguration occurred right before Peter, James, and John. So now we need to understand. It was nowhere else in the scripture or whatever where it talks about a transfiguration occurring without Peter, James, and John being present. So why did the Christ feel so comfortable To become transfigured before Peter, James, and John. He wasn't transfigured before any of the other disciples. It was only Peter, James, and John. And in fact, he didn't transfigure before any other individuals. It was only before Peter, James, and John. So what's the correlation of transfiguration and Peter... James and John So this is something that we need to explore Tonight to get an understanding of what happened So we know what transfiguration is So now we need to understand How does this coincide with Peter, James and John So what we need to also understand that When we're talking about Peter, James and John We're not actually talking about Physical individuals. We're not talking about physical individuals. So let's put that out there right now. When we're talking about Peter, James, and John, we're actually talking about faculties of the mind. We're talking about faculties of the mind, or we're talking about powers of the mind. Like, certain things within your mind that has to be developed and there are things that has to be utilized in order to use for your benefit so let's get that clear let's get that concept clear when we're not talking about physical people when we're talking about Peter, James and John, we're talking about faculties of the mind. And these faculties of the mind are very, very important. These three faculties, in fact, are very, very important. And these three faculties coincide with the concept of transfiguration. So when we come back, we're going to dive into what these three faculties are. So I hope this is getting your interest perked up. Because you know It's going to be a very exciting ride So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls And we'll be back after this short break And we're back To No Pork and All Pearls And tonight we're talking about Peter, James and John So let's first Talk about Peter Now Peter For most Individuals who are familiar with anything about Christianity or whatever. Many know that Peter was the first and the greatest disciple of Jesus. Peter was the first and the greatest disciple of Jesus. Now. When you really understand the concept of Peter. You will know. That Peter. Peter is universally accepted by many individuals that are followers of Jesus and the followers of that religion. They know that Peter's attribute was faith. Peter's attribute was faith. Now, when we're talking about the concept of Peter, Peter is basically faith. Peter is basically faith. Now, faith, we must understand that faith is the assurance of the things that's hoped for. Faith is the assurance of things that's hoped for. To give faith a working definition. And when we're looking at the disciple of Peter, we have to understand that Peter... Was originally called Simon. Peter was originally called Simon. Now Simon means hearing. When you look at Simon. Simon means hearing. And hearing it represents receptivity. Or meaning to be in a receptive state of mind. Now, to be in a receptive state of mind or to hear is the way that your faith is developed. Now, I know I say we wasn't going to do a whole lot of reading of scripture, but I really feel like this is warranted right now. We need to see how did Simon become Peter. And to find that out, you have to go to Matthew's chapter 16. And you want to look at the 17th verse. Matthew 16 and the 17th verse. Now, I want you to look at something as well. This is just something to behold. Now, I read earlier from chapter 17. I read verses 1 and 2. Chapter 17. Now, a key to chapter 17 is... Chapter 16, verse 17. Now, when you look at 17, you got one and seven. One and seven. And one and seven comes out to eight. Eight is a number of transformation. (laughs) Eight is a number of transformation. And eight is a number of infinity. So that's just a key to make note of. But let's read what. Verse 17 says in chapter 16, it says that, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, I had to read that because I wanted to show you. Of the transformation of Simon into Peter. Like this whole thing. You have to understand that this whole thing is written in codes. And it's hidden knowledge within. And you have to understand the keys. and You have to understand the symbols and the symbology that's involved. Which is showing you and it's telling you what's going on. Without really saying a whole lot. About what's going on it's giving you keys and clues like all these um keys are transformational keys and it's giving you clues of transformation and in this particular verse it was talking about being bound in heaven and bound on earth and loosed in heaven and loosed on earth that's like a perfect balance it's talking about myat. It's talking about your higher self and your lower self is going to be balanced. A perfect balance. Like what's loose in heaven is going to be loose earth. Like what's loose in your mind is going to be loose in your physical reality. What's bound in your mind is going to be bound in your physical experience. So, you know, it's just giving you clues of balance And it's showing you a transformation. First, it was a transformation between Simon, which went from a receptive mind or being in a state to be able to hear truth and to not only hear the truth, but to be able to convert that truth Into faith. To be able to convert that truth into faith. Now, faith, as I stated, faith is an assurance of things hoped for. So being able to be assured that these things that you are in expectation for. Are going to actually happen, and not only that they're going to happen, but they're already done. So, let's look a little bit more into this concept of Peter, the great first disciple of Christ, which was Peter. I don't know if you can remember, it was a situation where Peter was walking on the water, remember. It was a situation where Peter started to walk on the water and then when he saw the effects of the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink. And then Jesus gave his hand and the wind ceased and then Peter was able to walk on the water. So let's break that down right quick. So basically... Peter walking on the water was basically his spiritual faith. Like he was utilizing his spiritual faith. But he started to look around at the things that was happening in his physical life or his physical existence. So as he started looking at the effects that the wind was having, According to the story. But the things that was happening in life. He started seeing those effects. He immediately began to start sinking. Because he was focused on the physical reality. But when his spiritual power. Which was the power of his consciousness. Or his imagination. Or the Christ within him. Took root. Everything began to cease. As far as like. All of the stuff that was going on in his life, all those things started to cease and all those things started to go away. And he was able to rise above all of the negative consciousness that he was creating in his mind. And he was able to begin to walk on the water. Now, many people, it goes over their head. They just look at this like, oh, well, yeah, Jesus was able to walk on the water. And like Peter, he did it too. You know, he was sinking, but then Jesus helped him to walk on the water. And they just kind of, like, glance over there, like, you know, okay, like, that's a common thing. But walking on the water is not walking on physical water. It's not walking on physical water. It's tapping into your spiritual powers, and it's about standing on your faith. Standing on your faith. And Peter had to be the one because Peter was the represent the representative of faith now faith in the reality of the invisible builds a real substance in the mind and in the body it makes you really have a peace within you it makes you have an assurance or a confidence within you that helps you to move as you have authority or that you have some type of a a power hence faith is one of the spiritual powers of the mind faith and it starts with faith everything always starts with faith and faith is key faith is key to your whole ability to manifest things you have to always start with faith this is why Peter was the first and the greatest disciple because peter was the representative representative of faith and if your faith is not developed then there is no way that you could ever manifest anything and this is why it was mentioned that upon this upon this revelation shall i build my church or it says upon this rock will i build my church And the gates of hell. Shall not prevail against it. Once your faith is developed. Once your faith. Is in a position. Where it's unmovable. It's unshakable. That's why it has to be a rock. Then there is no way. That. What you're building. Will ever. Not come to pass. Or will ever. Not. Be manifested in your physical reality because your faith is your foundation. It's your substratum. It's the substance of everything that has to take place to become a reality in your existence. So faith or Peter definitely has to be in the mix before any transfiguration can ever occur. That's why Peter was the first and he was the greatest disciple. Now, when we come back, we're going to take a break. We're going to dive into this whole concept of Peter, James, and John a little bit deeper. So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls, and we'll be back with more of this episode. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight we're talking about Peter, James, and John. Now, I started off and I talked about the scripture when it said that um, Peter, James, and John was brought up unto the high mountain with Christ. He brought them up. Now, many times throughout Jesus called Peter, James, and John. Many times. But when he called Peter, James, and John, as we said in the previous episode, Peter was his faith. Now, with James, James was a representative of his judgment. James was a representative of judgment. And when you put faith with judgment, And then also when you add John to the mix, we're going to get more into John a little bit later. But John was symbolic for love. But when you get faith, judgment, and love together, the reason why they are called more times than any other disciples is because these are the three things that are most essential in the expression of a well balanced human faith, judgment, and love. Now, when we're talking about judgment, let's talk about judgment, which is James. When, in your mind, a quickening occurs or you start to have righteous judgment, and this is like a higher level of judgment. This is not just um, passing judgment on individuals or people, you know, talking about trying to discern between good and evil. Because, as I stated before, there is no good and evil. It's not good and evil. It's about righteousness and what's right for us. What's right for you, what's right for me, what's right for us. Righteousness. You know, and many times when we're trying to discern what's the righteous thing to do, we no longer accept the whole standards of race and the teachings of the world. In the, in the wise men who try to tell you this is good and this is bad and this is what you should follow and this is what you don't follow. But we start to go within and we start to lean on our intuition and we begin to judge situations and events from a whole new viewpoint. One of the great poets used to say that Knowledge comes, but wisdom lingers. Knowledge comes, but wisdom lingers and with a statement like that is basically saying that we're constantly learning more and more new things, like each day, each day, one of my goals is to learn something new. So knowledge constantly comes to us. It comes to us constantly. Every day, there's something new to be learned. But although knowledge continues to come, wisdom is something that stays with you. It stays with you through it all. Like Wisdom is always there with you in the midst. You have to learn how to utilize that wisdom and to pull from the wisdom But wisdom is the governor of the knowledge. Wisdom governs the knowledge. You learn how to disseminate knowledge properly. And you go to a higher level of wisdom and a higher level of judgment when you basically take your ability to use your power of judgment and you raise that consciousness to a higher level when you raise that consciousness to a higher level or spiritual level this helps you to make more righteous decisions it helps you to make more righteous decisions And when we're talking about James, James is just, James is just, James is just Or judgment. That's righteous, the righteous judgment. That's James. And you had your faith already developed. And when you utilize righteous judgment in the situation, this helps you. To have better discernment. Or it increases your discerning power. Of your mind. Because now. You're not looking at things from. A lower level. Or a lower point of view. Where. You're trying to distinguish. Between good and bad. Or right and wrong. And and stuff like that. You're not looking at it like that no more. You're looking at things now as what is the righteous thing? What is the thing that's best for us? What is the thing that's best for us? What is the wise thing? What is the thing that internally I'm feeling that helps me to discern what is the agreeable thing to do in this situation? And this is where James comes into place. James is very important. When you're dealing with judgment, judgment is also in alignment with intuition, with justice, with wisdom. With discernment, with pure knowing, and with profound understanding. And all these things are natural to humanity. In fact, all these qualities and many more. And each and every one of us have this capability. But it can only be utilized through our work on the spiritual plane, on the spiritual level. As you develop these things spiritually or you go into your mind and you begin to work these things, you do your spiritual work. This is going up to the mountain. When you go up to the mountain and you raise these qualities up and you raise your, your consciousness up, to a higher state and to a higher level, you begin to develop these qualities within yourself. And then when we begin to realize the spiritual possibilities that we all possess by our omnipotent mind, Which means the all powerful mind, this lifts us up. It it lifts us up to a whole nother level. This lifts us up to a whole nother level. And this is what it means to have divine judgment. It was a situation in um, the Bible. When they were talking about King Solomon. And if you remember King Solomon was the wisest king. And he prayed to God for the gift of discernment or the gift of understanding. That's what Solomon asked for. And it was a situation where there was two women who were claiming an infant. And Solomon commanded an attendant to bring a sword. And to cut the child into two and give one half to each one of the women. And the real mother, she begged him not to do it. And when she begged him not to kill the child, that's when Solomon knew that she was the true mother. But he was able to use his discernment based on the wisdom that he had to... Instruct a test. A test to see where was the hearts of these women. Where were the hearts of these women? Now, when we come back, we're going to get more into dealing with matters of the heart. Because we're going to talk about John. So, stay tuned to No Pork and Our Pearls and we'll be back with Peter, James, and John And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls And tonight we're talking about Peter, James, and John And in the last segment We talked about James And we ended Talking about the story With Solomon When he instructed the attendant To bring forth the sword So that he can cut the baby in two To Divide The child between the two women who were in dispute of who the true mother was. And the true mother in her heart, she didn't want anything to happen to her child. So she conceded the child to the other woman saying that, no, no, don't do it. Let the other woman have the child. And this is how Solomon knew that this woman was indeed the true mother because of her love and John is the disciple that's representative of love when it comes to the faculties of the powers of the mind and of the spiritual powers that we all have within us now remember James was the brother of John and we talk about James. James was judgment. But with judgment comes wisdom. So wisdom and love are siblings. They are siblings. Wisdom and love are siblings. They go together. This is why it was stated that James and John, which was his brother, was along with Peter, which was faith. You need love and wisdom Working together And there can never be any Regeneration Or there can never be any Basically Creation Without Learning The proper aspects Of love Many of us are familiar with the male and the female relationship. And we know that when male and female come together, they can create life. When we use procreation. This is a physical example of the power of the merger of two entities with the assistance of love. Love is that great progenitor of creation. Is love. So before any transfiguration could ever occur. Love has to be brought into the mix. Now with faith. Faith is the building block, it's the rock, it's the thing that everything must start. Judgment, judgment comes in, and judgment is being able to discern properly in the situation to get to the level of righteousness, attaining righteousness. And love, love is that driving force or that power That will solidify. Love is the driving force. Or the power that will solidify. The whole concept. Of. The manifestation. It's the love that's going to be involved. One of the things that is. Similar to love. Is gravity. Gravity is similar to love. And. Why do I say gravity is similar to love? Love is the thing that binds. Hear me clearly. Love is the thing that binds us together. And love is the thing that binds together. Us to our planet. To nature Love is the force that does that So when you take away love When you take away love Then you basically Detach an individual From the earth Or You detach an individual from humanity When you take away love You take away A individuals humanity because by nature we are loving beings or we are to be in a state of love that is the governing thing love is love is what governs all so when you have individuals that are callous and you have individuals who has hardened hearts and that they are not utilizing the power of love this disconnects individuals from their humanity. And this is one of the problems that has been going on. This is why you see so much disconnect between individuals in our existence because many individuals are not utilizing the faculty of love. And the faculty of love is represented by the disciple of John. This is why Peter, James, and John had to be called up into the mountain with Christ. And instantly, when they were there all together, this transfigured Christ. And remember what we said that transfiguration was. Transfiguration was when you... Experience the full flow of divine power through your being. It's a lifting up of the soul that electrifies the body, causing it to shine. When you have your faith, your judgment, and your love all working together in harmony, in a perfect balance, a divine balance, a spiritual balance, This will create you to become illuminated. And this is where you get terms like Illuminati or Illuminated Ones. You get these terms because when you are open and you become spiritually evolved, and this comes from the bringing together of your faith, your judgment, and your love, When you can bring these three things together, now you can see clearly. This is why you go up to the mountaintop because now you have a higher level of consciousness. You can see things much clearer now because now your divine faculties are now in alignment and in harmony with one another. And this helps you to be clear on what's going on. So why... Am I speaking tonight about Peter, James, and John? In the times that we're in, we need to be able to see clearly right now. Because clearly we are in a time of darkness. You got so much thing, so many things that's going on, so many <sighs> events that are happening, so many individuals that's in distress, so much calamity. You got so much stuff that's happening right before our eyes. And the only way we can navigate ourselves through this is we have to first be able to see. We need to become illuminated and we must be able to see so that we can navigate our course. And this is why I started out talking about I was so grateful for many people that are now leaning towards following their hearts and following the concept of love. And God is love. Because when you start to recognize that love is the key, love is indeed the answer. Love is the thing that binds us all together. When we're not operating in love, we're disconnecting ourselves from one another. This is why we must get back to a perpetual state of love. As we abide in that perpetual state of love, we will indeed be connected to our brothers and to our sisters. We will start to put away the concept of uh divine masculine versus divine feminine and this is the great war masculine versus feminine it's not a war. It's not a war. We we are not at war with one another. We are in a obstacle course to navigate ourselves back to a state of perfected balance or Mayat, divine harmony. We must get in alignment with one another when we get in alignment with one another, this is when we will start to achieve the goodness that life can or can offer us and that life can give to us because life is beautiful life is is a really beautiful thing, and life is definitely for learning. life is for learning and it's not a battle and it's not a struggle it's not a war. It's a challenge and it's a call to greatness. It's a challenge and it's a call to greatness. Can you evolve? Can you become better today than you were yesterday? Can you become better today than you were yesterday? And we must call on Peter, James, and John to get us there. We need Peter, James, and John. And we have to discipline our Peter which is our faith. We have to discipline our judgment, which is James. And we must discipline our John, which is our love. We have to discipline these things that they can develop into apostles. Because even the disciples was converted to apostles. Disciples is speaking on the disciplining of these faculties. And once the faculties are disciplined, then they become an apostle, ready to be used and ready to be sent out for your behalf and for your purpose. So, Peter, James, and John, this is your ability to become illuminated. When we develop our faith, our judgment, and our love, we will find ourselves in a higher level of consciousness. So, make sure. That you take Peter, James, and John with you to the mountaintop, to your higher level of consciousness, to your mind, to your mental state, and you develop Peter, James, and John. And you get Peter, James, and John to the point where they now become your apostles working on your behalf, helping you to create and manifest the life that you would love to live. And you can live your life by design and not by default. So I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in to this episode of No Pork and All Pearls. And we'll be back again in the near future with another episode. But until then, I just want to leave you with peace, love, and with along.